said it. You just have to believe it. And that's it. Dr. Anthony L. Trice, dedicated to sound teaching, strong training, leadership, and development. Prayers are being answered and testimonies all around the world. Helping change one life at a time. Find out how to be a partner with Anthony Trice Ministerial Network. And thank you for tuning in for today's message. Jesus did bypass process. So, so if Jesus did not bypass a process that comes with life, you're not going to bypass process. There are some things that you have to go through, and you have to complete your processes and pass your test in order to move up or in order to increase in God. And we're going to read this scripture. We've been talking uh, from this subject, how to tap into the favor of God. It's more to life than just coming to church. Amen. And I know it's dangerous to say that because some of y'all don't come. So some people want to hear that. I'm not talking. But I'm saying is God wants you to have abundant life. Amen. A full life. God wants you to, to reach your full potential in life. But you, you're not going to reach your full potential if you're not willing to go through. Amen. If our folks don't want to go through anything, well, life is designed for you to learn as you go through certain things. Am I making sense? So let's read verse 52 and we'll, we'll deal with what our subject on today read. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. The Bible says Jesus. Now if Jesus had to increase, then you got to increase. Amen. Increase just simply mean grow or, or when something is then added to something that's already there. Does that make sense? Amen. And Jesus increased in wisdom. That means that he, he got more wisdom. That don't mean he didn't have wisdom. At first he had wisdom, but he increased. And how many know with age we should become wiser? <laughs> but that ain't true, though. There's some folk that's... I, I leave that one alone. There's some folk old and still foolish. But that's for another time. But Jesus increased in what? Insight, understanding, the ability to apply knowledge. He increased in that read and statue. That means his reputation increased. How many know that wise people have good reputations? Amen. When you think of people that's that's uh, famous and, and reputable, uh, not not all of them, but they got good reputations because of their accomplishments. Now Bill Gates, I don't know him, and I don't know what he's saying or not, but he. He's well known. Because of what? Or because of his wisdom. Y'all heard what I'm saying? So you don't have to necessarily be saved, because there's some folks that say that's a certain way, and some folks that's not saying that's a certain way. Just because a person ain't saved don't mean they're not wise. Am I making sense? Alright. Read. And in favor with God and man. Notice, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. And in favor with God and man. So even Jesus increased in, in favor. And if Jesus increased in favor, then guess what? We can increase in favor. With God, say with God. And with man. But it's something we have to do in order for God's favor to increase on our life. I, and I, I mentioned this last week. I know you, a lot of preaching is going around on grace. And, and it, it seems like we don't have to do nothing. That ain't true. The Bible 
Bible says to work out your what? And so it is a work involved in being saved. Now works don't save you, but God saved you to work. And, and, and some people don't want to work. They just want something to drop in their lap. Well, well, in order for God just to drop stuff, stuff in your lap, he got to be able to trust you. Because he can drop the wrong thing in your lap. Amen. Am I making sense? So God, even though favor is something that you can't earn, God wants to have favor, but he has to be able to trust you with the favor. Amen. You have to be able to do what's right with you. See, God can give you something, and you do the wrong thing with what he gave you. So God, God has to take us through processes so we can become more wise, so we'll know what to do with what he blesses us. Amen. And that's the part we don't like. Amen. We want to just become a wonder overnight. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's a and if you think that way, your, your thinking is off. You don't know God. Alright. So this morning we're going to continue to talk about how to tap into the favor of God. And this word tap means to gain access to or to make a strong connection. We should, after we become Christians, after we get born again, we should be striving to make a strong connection with God. Alright? And this word favor means special privileges, kindness, opportunities, open doors, promotions, uh, all that comes with being faith. And every, each and every one of us has a degree of favor on our lives. But that favor can increase. And we're going to find out how to increase that favor, right? And Jesus increased in what? Wisdom. One of the ways that you increase favor is, is becoming wise in statue, and in favor with God and man. So we want favor with who? God and him. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's go to Job chapter 1. How to tap into the favor of God. How many of you want favor? Amen. How, how, how many of you are, really want to experience something in your life that other people are not experiencing? Amen. That's what favor is all about. You experiencing something, and it's not like we in competition. But if you look back in history, uh, we read about how Enoch was translated. He never tasted death. He went from, from earth to glory because the Bible says he had this testimony that he pleased God. What did he do? He walked with God. So Enoch walked with God, caused God to favor him in a way that everybody else was not favored. Then we talked about Noah. The Bible says Noah found grace. If you, if you have to find it, that means you don't have it right now. So the Bible says Noah found grace in the sight of God. One of the things that Noah did, the Bible says he was righteous. He was in right standards with God. My question to you is, more, are you in right standards with God? Then the Bible says that Noah walked with God. So as a result of, of Noah walking with God and, and being upright, with, being righteous with God, God destroyed the whole world. And Noah and his family were saved. That ain't faith. Everybody else died. Everybody else died. But this man and his family, they did. That's faith. Then we talked about Joseph. How Joseph was made second in command in Egypt because the Bible says he was godly man. He was God. He loved God. The fact that Joseph loved God, he was a man of integrity, God put him over the whole world. He was second in command. That's not faith. So the point I'm bringing out to you is there are some things that God can do in your life, in your family, 
in your ministry that he's not doing in everybody else's life. But I said this morning at the 8 o'clock service, you have to find your niche in God. You, there are some things that you can personally do that pleases God when you do. Am I making sense? You have to know what those, what those things are. Alright? If you don't, then you're going to struggle with experiencing God's very best in your life. Some of us don't understand when we praise God, then when we praise Him, God's going to move. Some of us don't understand when we give sacrificial offerings, then it moves God. Some of us, when we, when we, have, when we pray, just when we pray, it just heaven is moved. You have to know some of the things that you can do to please God. Alright? So let's look at Job chapter 1, verse 1 read. There was a man in the land of Oz. There was a man in the land of Oz, read. Whose name was Job. The Bible says his name was Job. Uh -huh. And that man was a perfect and upright. What type of man was he? Perfect. Underline perfect. That's one of the things that Job demonstrated to God that caused God to bless him in the manner that he blessed him. This word perfect means mature. We have to simply grow up. You can be saved and immature. You don't get mature over time, overnight, you get mature over time. And then you have to pull forth some effort to be mature. You know what it means to be mature, to be responsible? Are you responsible? Can God trust you with money? Can God trust you to be over people? Ask yourself that. Can God really trust you? Job was perfect. That means he was mature. He was a responsible person. So we find out that when you become responsible, then God can favor you. Read. And he was one that feared God. So he was perfect and he was upright. That means he lived right. He lived right. He practiced living right. After you become a Christian, you have to live right. That means that your life and your behavior and your lifestyle has to start lining up with the Word of God. Amen. That means if, if you did something or involved in something or doing something that you used to doing, you got to stop doing it. If you're involved in something, you got to become uninvolved. Y'all, y'all, you want God to give you a husband? Then get rid of the joker you got. Don't want to see a joker. Don't want to If you want a woman, get rid of her own help.
for them? The key to wrestling is keep my opponent pinned down. You pinned down. You've been pinned down for the next 30 years. That means that Satan has robbed you. So the last 30 years. People don't understand that. We got to recognize the devil. All right, let me. I'm going to go. And once we read down, you'll understand why he was saying. Because sometimes we, we try to compare ourselves to people. Amen. That's dangerous. Yeah. Because you don't have a clue what somebody doing. Amen. But see, I've been in here a long time. That's all you've been in here a long time. <laughs> what have you been doing since you've been here? Read. And he excused evil. You know what that means? He avoided what? So look at, him, look at his character. He was perfect. He was mature. He was upright. That means he lived right. He feared God. He respected God. And he avoided evil. No wonder God favored him. Amen. Verse 2. And born unto him were seven sons and three daughters. And that did believe. He got ten kids. Read. His substance also was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she-asses, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. Now watch this. It never mentioned that he had a wife. So really, Job was rich. Say, neighbor, ain't no wrong being rich. If you can have it. Now listen to this. Listen to this translation. Job was a man who lived in Oz, this is the point I like. He was honest inside and out. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? Yeah. He was honest what? Inside and out. A man of his what? Word. Who was totally devoted to God and hated evil with a passion. He had seven sons and three daughters. He was also very wealthy. 7,000 heads of sheep, 3,000 camel, 500 terms of oxen, 500 donkeys, and a huge staff of servants, the most influential man in all the East. So that's just another translation. But the bottom line, Job, Job had the favor of prosperity on his life. He was very prosperous. Why? Because he pleased God. What did he do? He was perfect, upright, fear God, and avoid evil. You're not just going to be blessed just because. I, I decided to get saved. Whoop de do. Thank God you're saved. But it's a lot more to being saved than you just being saved. And I think people stop with just getting saved and they sit down and they think God just finished showering with all this stuff and they decide to get saved. Anyhow, this works. There are some principles that you have to apply to your life. And that's where the work comes in there. And people are lazy when it comes to that. You got lost some folks. So we're going to find out how to tap into what? How did Job tap into it? He was mature, upright, free God, and he avoided evil. So how did he get this, how did he get this character in place? He practiced these things. He practiced these things. One, let, me, let me say this. One of the things that will keep you down as an as a individual that, that's trying to be saved is sleeping around. 
that spirit is strong in the church. Folk profess to be Christian, but they have a sense. Two don't mix. And you got to get to a place where you just be saved and celebrate until God sees fit to give you somebody. And what I mean is somebody, somebody that, 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 that can enhance you. See, some of us settle for less. We settle for anybody. Look, he's he just a man. I don't want just a man. I don't want just a woman. I want something that comes with this woman. The hips and breasts, all that's good. That's good, that's good. But I want to add some of her. I want her to be smart. I want her to be a helpmate, not a hindrance. I don't, I don't just want a man, I want a man that's going to work. Some men cute. Thank you. 
And Solomon loved the Lord. And Solomon did what? Loved the Lord. And notice his ED right there. He loved the Lord. That means that he continued to love God. Now, I, I need to say this. Love has nothing to do with him. When, when we love God, that means that we do what he said. When we feel like it. So you understand the love of God. It ain't going to do how you feel. We got to... We got to follow the word of God when we up, when we down, when things good, when things are bad. We got to love God. And we have to master loving God. Why do we have to master loving God? Because Satan's going to always create situations to try to get you from unloving God. I don't know if that's correct thing. Satan don't want you to serve God. So he's going to always bring something in your, cross your path to get you off this love walk with God. So you got the master love of God when you broke, when you got money. If you got somebody, you don't have somebody. Sick in your body. Regardless of what condition you're in, you have to love God. And it takes time to learn how to love God like that. Because I can say I love God. Do I do I do? Does that really mean I do? Now, when some woman come my way and try to get me in the bed, or some man come my way and try to get me in the bed, or when the devil try to get me to do something wrong, right. then that's when you can prove your love for God. Amen. Just sit back saying, I love God. I mean, nothing. Amen. Amen. Everybody say that now. Yeah. Everybody, I love the Lord. You had to come to church. How do you love God? I'm just trying to bring it home. Amen. Read. Walking in the statutes of David his father. How do we know that Solomon loved God? Because he walked in the ways of David his father. Read. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. He, he also made sacrifices. He, all, he, he also went out of his way to do things that please God. Read verse 4. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. And he went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. And that was one of the highest spiritual levels you can reach. That's what it's saying. When I look this up, it says a high place. Read. For that was the great high place. So, see, it was the highest place you can, you can reach. Now, this is what I want you to see. Even though God promoted him and blessed him, he continued to do what he was doing before he got elevated and promoted. That's important. Because some people, after they get blessed, they stop doing what they was doing to get blessed. Amen. You know what that means? That you really ain't locked into God like you should. Read. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. He made a thousand dollar sacrifice to God. That's what he gave God. And this moved God. You know why it moved God? Because it moved him. So after he gave God this thousand dollar sacrifice, you know what God wants from you? The closest thing that's to your heart. And what is that? You'd be surprised the people that come to church that never give God anything. But they got all these big old dreams they want God, all the stuff they want God to do. That ain't how this works. Watch this. As soon as he made the sacrifice, look what God did. Read. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. God showed up in a dream. Read. And, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. Did this move God? God said, Solomon, what you want me to do for you? Normally, we ask God what we want him to do for us. 
But this was the opposite because he made a sacrifice. And we're talking about how to tap into the favor of God. So he tapped into the favor of God. Dr. Anthony L. Trice is determined to take the gospel around the world to a people that are hurting mentally, physically, and financially. Your prosperity is in your seat. God has shown him how to be prosperous, successful, and with integrity. Ecclesiastes 10 and 19, money answered all things. We would like you to partner with us. Help us spread the word of God. Sign up as a monthly partner today and take advantage of this special offer. For a love token of $30 plus shipping and handling, you will receive this prosperity package, which includes your prosperity is in your seed, a powerful teaching CD, and prosperity oil. All partners will receive a monthly CD, newsletter, and much, much more. For more information, call 314-659-8522 or visit us online at www.anthonytrice.org. You can write to us at 7200 West Forsyth, St. Louis, Missouri, 63136. And we thank you for your support. Hey, that was a powerful, awesome word from the Lord. I would like to thank you for tuning in to our television broadcast on today. We, hey man, God is doing some awesome things here in this ministry. Our members are being delivered. They're being healed. They're experiencing financial breakthrough. And I want you to experience that same anointing that's on this ministry in your life. By partnering with me here at Anthony Trice Ministry, you can go to my website at anthonytrice.org and become a monthly partner. God bless you. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. If ever in St. Louis area, Please come visit Covenant for Life Christian Center at 7200 West Florissant, St. Louis, Missouri, 63136. Or give us a call at 314-659-8522. For more information on how to get connected, write to us or visit us online at anthonytrice.org. And we thank you for your continued support.